You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 86. In this episode, I talk about how you could be self-sabotaging your success. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. In recent discussions with my mastermind clients, I've been inspired to talk about why we self-sabotage our success and what you can do about it. By the way, my mastermind programs for 2018 are already 50% sold out. If you're interested in finding out more, then head over to sigma.com forward slash 86, where you will find more information. According to Psychology Today, behavior is said to be self-sabotaging when it creates problems and interferes with long-standing goals. The most common self-sabotaging behaviors are procrastination, self-medication with drugs or alcohol, comfort eating, and forms of self-injury such as cutting. When I talk about self-sabotage in relation to entrepreneurship, I'm not talking about self-medication or self-injury or even comfort eating but about all the things you do or don't do, which results in your business not being successful, or at least not as successful as it could be. You may start to blame the environment, the competition, your coach, the course you signed up for, or anything else for that matter, but what you're actually doing is self-sabotage. Because at the same time your business is not taking off, there are people around you taking off in the same environment, with the same competition, with the same coach, doing the same course, and somehow they take off, but you don't. If this is the case, then you need to ask yourself what is really going on. Let's take a concrete example. Anna is launching her online course with a challenge. She doesn't have a big list, so she's going to use Facebook ads to get signups. She doesn't give herself enough time to learn about Facebook ads, so she ends up just setting up one or two ads instead of testing numerous ads like she should do. Turns out the two ads are not working well, so she turns them off. But she doesn't set up new ads instead of the ones she turned off. Money is tight, and instead of asking for help with creating and really learning how to do Facebook ads, she decides not to run any more ads and focus on organic signups. But to get organic signups, you need to be very visible. By the way, it took me weeks and months to master Facebook ads. But for some reason, many entrepreneurs believe they can sit down one or two afternoons to learn Facebook ads. If you are in that cap, then please do me a favor and learn to use Facebook ads before you need them for your launch. Coming back to Anna. I was curious to see what she had really done to get organic signups. So I go and check out her private Facebook profile. There is no indication of what she does for a living and no mention of her challenge. There is a link to her Facebook business page, but it doesn't really say what she does. 
The thumbnail picture doesn't give a clue about her profession and there's no link to her website. I go and check out her business Facebook page. The cover photo doesn't mention her challenge at all. Then I check out the posts on her business page and they're all about a trip she went on recently and no mention of her challenge. Only the pinned post at the top of her page mentions her challenge, but when you're on a mobile phone, you don't see the pinned post and 70% of users are on mobile. Next, I went to Anna's website to see what was going on and there was no mention of her challenge anywhere on her website. Instead of working on all the things that I mentioned to increase her chance of organic signups, Anna was spending a lot of her time watching what others are doing and going back and forth on her strategy, doubting everything she was doing versus actually doing what she decided to do in the first place. Anna had made it really hard for anyone to know about her challenge and sign up for it, even if we wanted to. This is what self-sabotage looks like. And instead of seeing it as a self-sabotage, Anna feels like everyone else has it easier than her. But you know what? And here's the sad part about self-sabotage. It confirms everything you believe to be true. I'll repeat that in a different way. When you self-sabotage, you are confirming to yourself what you already believed was true. So if you think you will not have a successful launch, then you will sabotage your own launch to confirm to yourself that you are right. And this is a vicious cycle that can just get worse and worse unless you identify what's going on and accept your own self-sabotage. I'll share another example with you. Corinna has a new idea almost every month. She sends out an email and is then disappointed that nobody buys. She knows that she needs to do marketing and build up interest before someone is willing to buy. But she's impatient. So she moves quickly over the sales part just to be deflated that nobody buys. Since the first idea didn't work out, she tries another idea the next month and again and again. She is in a community with successful entrepreneurs and is a bit jealous. She would love to be successful too. She looks at the great numbers they have and what they can do with all the money they earn. But what she fails to see is all the hard work and years of effort they have put into their business. Corinna believes she's not cut out to be an entrepreneur and that she will never be successful. Instead of reworking her old ideas and making them better, she moves on to a new idea where she has to start from scratch every time. And this again is what self-sabotage looks like. If you think you will never be successful, you are not willing to put in all the hard work you need to put into your business. And you will not have the patience that needed to make it all work out. And I'll give you a third example from my own business. I had been less than 12 months in online business when I woke up to the fact that I was starting to sabotage my success. I had worked really hard to build up my list to 2,500 email addresses and finally crossed the five-figure mark in monthly revenue. Within three months, I even made $55,000. Wow, I really felt I had made it. The next month, I made only $1,700. And I was in shock. What had just happened? Why did the five-figure month stop? 
I looked at what I've been doing in terms of marketing and selling and realized that I had pulled back unconsciously. It was as if I didn't want to make any more money. I realized for the first time as an entrepreneur, I was earning more money than I ever had as an employee and I didn't believe it. Internally, I couldn't believe that I could earn more as an entrepreneur than as a successful CEO. And to confirm this belief, I had started to sabotage my success. I posted less on social media. I didn't run any ads. I didn't ask for the sale. No wonder I had only made 1700 in a whole month instead of a five-figure month. Oof, this was a shock to my belief system. Did I really believe this? No, I didn't. But internally, on a subconscious level, obviously, yes. First, I was embarrassed. Especially as a business coach, I was embarrassed to earn so little when I at the same time was coaching other entrepreneurs on how to make money. But you know what's so weird about that? I could easily help others get out of their self-sabotaging behavior while I was just realizing mine for the first time. And I decided to get help. I read a few books on the topic. One is Get Rich Lucky Bitch from Danny Stuffield Thomas and other one was Big Leap from Gay Hendricks. And I also spoke to two women who helped me see how my money beliefs were sabotaging what I had been building. I was able to turn a corner and the following month I was back on track. My self-sabotage is not just this one incident. It happens again and again. But I always catch myself at some point and I'm able to get back into gear. I can give you a few more examples from my own business, especially when I was starting out. Not sending out an email to your list for a few weeks, not following up with a potential client, not starting early to promote your webinar. Now, after being four years in online business, I still have some self-sabotaging behaviors, but I can see them, accept them, and then decide if I want to do something about them or not. What truly helps me and my clients is to be in a mastermind group where we can help you identify these behaviors and the thoughts that cause them. In most cases, the thoughts are on a subconscious level related to early childhood experience with family and friends. These thoughts are now carried into your adulthood and business and are causing you to do things that you would otherwise not do where you fully aware of them. Once you see your behaviors for what they are, instead of blaming others or the environment for your lack of success, then you can change them. You can change your story and you can have different thoughts. I have done it, my clients have done it, and you can do it too. My mastermind programs for 2018 are already 50% sold out. If you are interested in finding out more, head over to sigmund.com forward slash 86 where you will find more information and the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.